Earth to joy. We love the planet and how things are going. Hello, hello, hello. Long time no hear, no speak, no see, no do. Thank you so much for tuning back into Earth to Joy. I am your host, Christelle Joy, and I am so happy to be back. I know it's been quite some time since my last episode, and there is a method to my madness. There is a reason for that. The reason is because of eco-anxiety in real life. And I really wanted to focus this episode on eco-anxiety in real life, as well as our mental health and just all around how everyone is feeling throughout the times right now. Touch upon ways to improve your mental health. And the reason why I wanted to make this the third episode is because I don't want to start anything that is dramatically into the environmental or sustainable realm without first tackling and talking about the inner work and the inner healing that we need to do because I think it's super, 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 super important for us to heal ourselves before we even think about healing anything else. This is really important for me. I hope you enjoy the episode and I really hope you learn something new about yourself. I don't necessarily have a script or a plan as to where I want this podcast episode to move towards or aim to be, but I really did want to include some breath work just like my first episode. I think that's really important to kind of ground ourselves within our intentions. So watch out for that and let's get started. You don't know how good it feels to finally be recording my third episode. I have honestly tried to do this so many times throughout the few weeks that I've been off and on hiatus. So I'm gonna break it down for you. I'm gonna share what's been going on since the last time you heard from me. This is all about mental well-being and eco-anxiety in real life. So it is gonna be a very touchy and personal topic for me. Just keep that in mind and be a little nice, especially during the holidays. Anyways. The last time you heard from me was in the beginning of September and I tried to record this episode just after I published my second episode about my birthday, some eco-friendly terms and some small steps that you can take towards becoming that change you'd like to see in the world essentially. I really, really try to force myself to be in it and sound happy and sound very encouraging and woo, earth to joy, we love the planet and how things are going. In reality, that's very difficult to portray if you yourself are not in that state of mind. One time I even drank by myself in my room to try to sound happy and sound alive. And if you know me, you know that I don't drink very often, let alone drink by myself. So that should have been a big indicator for me personally to know that I was not in the right state of mind to, first of all, be recording a podcast about positive impact and changes when I genuinely did not feel that in my bones whatsoever. And a big reason why I didn't feel that was because of everything that was going on in the world at the moment. I tried to focus the third episode about all of the current events that were going on and everything from the wildfires in California to injustice results from Breonna Taylor's case and what was going on in the Mi'kmaq community and just personal shit that was going on. It was a lot to tackle. It really, really, really started to get to me and started to really upset me. And I had all of this research 
And while I was recording the third episode, I did not sound like, one, I knew my shit, and two, I was enthused about the shit that I was saying. It sounded like I was depressed, and that was because I was depressed. It's something that that definitely happens, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that felt that at the end of September to early October when everything was happening. So I realized in doing that research and trying to record the episode, that's not my calling. That's not what I'm meant to do with this podcast, and I'm not, I'm not meant to be a news reporter. I'm not meant to be basically just word vomiting everything that I've been reading through articles on CBC and on Global and other news outlets in Canada. And then I started to compare myself with other podcasts, comparing my two episodes to people that have literally 170 episodes who have grown into their niche and who have found what they are really, really good at. And I was just not in the right state and I definitely was not giving myself the credit that I needed. And just because majority of podcasts are information and very informative or interviews and very social does not mean that my podcast and my passion project need to be either of those. For a moment, I did feel like it was a forced project because I had all these facts and things to share but it was not coming across as Christelle. At that point it's just like a spiral of one thing upsetting me and then another and then another and then another and then I start to attack myself and then I start to attack the people closest to my life and then I just implode and then explode you know. Factors that broke the camel's back, if you wanted to say, is the countdown clock in New York City. And if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, I am talking about the clock that appeared in Union Square, and the artists were Gan Golan and Andrew Boyd. They basically showed a countdown clock that showed seven years, 103 days, 14 hours and 26 minutes and 46 seconds until the effects of global warming are irreversible. I felt like I've given up a little bit to be honest and I felt like there was no hope. I feel like seven years is ultimately a outreach. I don't actually believe we have seven years and to think that and to say that out loud feels like I have been living in fear and I realized at that moment that I really 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 needed to take a step back for myself and I really had to stop prioritizing having this persona online that I have my shit together and having facts to spew out about the environment and accept that I'm not perfect and accept the fact that I am not a news outlet. I wanted to expand a little bit on the clock in New York and why I had such a big problem with it and why that was such a big tipping point for me. That that really, really, really affected me because I feel like I don't think we actually have seven years. I don't think that we'll be able to get to 2032 and be like, that's the end of the world and scene cut. Thank you everyone for joining us on this life on planet Earth. We are done. Goodbye. I I strongly believe that we have less time than seven years and 100 days. I don't like that the clock shifts the blame to individuals. I don't like the feeling that that clock gave me because 
I don't, I don't think that our society is mature enough and progressive enough and conscious enough to take that clock in New York and turn it into a positive action plan and a positive impact towards making that countdown longer and making it from seven years to 10 years. And I feel like I just needed to take a step away from being online all the time to turn that nope into hope for me, to turn that eco-anxiety into action plans for me. And that's why I think that detoxing and digital detoxing is such an important part of our year. It's so important to disconnect from the internet world and the virtual world that we've created. If you feel an intuitive feeling inside telling you to stop doing something or this is toxic or you should detox from this or take a step away from this, listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your body. Your gut feeling is never wrong and you should honestly just try and challenge yourself to see how long you can do it for if you want to do it and if you have that intuition. Me and my partner were talking in our car once and I was very anxious. And on top of the personal things that were going on, I started to mention, oh, I feel bad for Brianna Taylor's family and I feel so bad for all of the people struggling with the wildfires and the evacuations, but also in the middle of a pandemic. And I feel so bad for the Mi'kmaq community and, and having to deal with non-Indigenous fisheries, trying to take over and abuse and bully them out of their way of living. And I feel bad, I feel bad, I feel bad. I just kept saying that I feel bad about XYZ, ABC, 123. After I shut the fuck up for a second and just started crying, my partner was just silent and then he was like, listen, you do not need to look very hard to find something that you can feel bad for. And that was so profound for me because it is very true. It's like blatantly true that you can always feel bad and it's a lot harder to actively and consistently always finding the good in situations and always finding the silver lining in these moments. I'm not on this planet. I'm not here to live to feel bad and I don't give myself enough time to relax and feel the good in the world. I don't give myself the time to actually feel healing within myself and within the planet and recognize that the little, the very little that I'm doing is still doing something and it is enough. And I really needed to let go of the burden that I put on myself to try to change the world. I had to accept the fact that I'm not always going to be perfect. If I'm really having a really rough day and Something that really makes me happy is having agadashi tofu from this ramen place and the only option is to take out in a styrofoam container. I have to accept that that's okay and that that's not going to set me back. That's not going to set the planet back. That's not going to ruin all of the progress that I've already made to this point. I had to accept the fact that I'm not perfect and this movement isn't perfect and the point isn't perfection. So that was one really important thing that I had to mention on here that really helped me get out of my eco-anxiety funk and depressive phase, if you shall name it that. Okay. 
I think this is the perfect time for an intermission. We are going to be doing some breath work to liven up the energy that I've created in the room and lift our spirits back up, tune them into a more positive outlook on how things are going to be going. I am not going to be using my singing bowl because I realize that it doesn't really pick up very well on the mic, but I will be playing some music. I found on Spotify specifically activating your throat chakra. So take a moment and if you can close your eyes, if not, just be more mindful of your fingers and toes. Focus in on one object and breathe with me in and out. Thank you so much for joining me with that. We will go ahead and continue the rest of the episode. So another thing that has really helped me with the phase that I was in is seeking help professionally and going to my therapist. I'm going to be talking about my therapy journey right now. And this is something very personal to me. My heart is beating really fast. Just... (laughs) just starting this portion of the episode, I do feel like I'm very open about it and I'm not afraid to tell anyone that I do go to therapy. I don't see it as a burden. I don't see myself as someone weaker for going to therapy because I want the stigma to end around finding a therapist that is right for you. And I think it's really important for me to address this in the third episode because it's been a very important factor in my personal healing. And I I think it's going to really help a lot of people in the same boat. <sighs> I'm nervous. I should start with where my therapy journey began and it began in high school. So in high school, I felt myself have a lot of anxiety. I felt myself being very depressed. I was not very nice to myself. I definitely did not take care of my body, mind or soul. And I went to my doctor because I really didn't feel right. I realized in my thoughts And in what I was doing to myself that this isn't healthy, this isn't right, and this is probably not a sustainable way to live my life. All of these things in my head were convincing me that I didn't deserve a future. And and I went to my family doctor and I told him that I was feeling very anxious. I told him that whenever I was in a social gathering, my heart beat so fast that I felt like I was having a fucking heart attack. And you know what my family doctor said at the time? He said, you should get more sleep, drink more water, and eat better. And being who I am now, I totally understand where my doctor was coming from. And I totally understand the thought process that he had with giving me that advice. But as a 16-year-old, that was pretty dangerous to herself. That was not good advice. And that was not the medication and the healing that I needed at the time. And I didn't just go to him one time. And still, he didn't refer me to anything. He told me to eat better and take vitamins. I had to take matters into my own hands at 17 years old and find a counselor myself. I remember I messaged a counselor. I, I believe it was like a family counselor or something. And, and on my fourth session, I saw her 
And I was super excited to show her the homework that she told me to bring and all of the progress that we've worked on in the past six months, I'd say. And she told me at the end that she wouldn't be able to continue with me. And if I really wanted to continue with seeing someone that I should be going to like a speech therapist. And that really brought me down. The fact that I did so much work, find this person that was helping me and to be let down. I, I didn't go to therapy after that. I thought that therapy wasn't for me. I thought that there was no hope for me in therapy and that my problems weren't severe enough to actually be able to seek counseling from a therapist. Fast forward to 2014, I started to spiral back and I started to seek comfort in that dark hole. It fully engulfed me and who I was in high school and I felt it again in school for college. I was really, really, really having a bad phase. I was hospitalized due to mental illnesses. I spent, I believe it was two nights. And after I was released from there, I decided to see my school counselor because I had to see a counselor and it was included in my program tuition. It was not a great experience. I felt like I wasn't going anywhere with that therapist and they would just ask very stupid questions. One of them was like, oh, what color does, do your thoughts make you feel? Like what color? When you're that angry, when you're in your depressive phase, what color do you see? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not thinking about fucking rainbows while I'm trying to convince myself not to die. I just was like, I don't know, like dark purple. This is the first time I'm ever meeting this counselor. I didn't really hit it off with them. It was just, it felt like a joke. And I stopped going for a very long time again. Instead of counseling, I turned a lot to spirituality and I turned a lot into books. And that's kind of where I sprouted my love for Eckhart Tolle and his writing. It sparked my love for spiritual books and that's how I kind of went by for a very long time. I really sustained a lot of my early 20s with just self-help books and The Power of Now and it really did help. It did work. I feel like it really helped me shape who I am today and where I'm standing today. Ultimately, yeah, self-help books did save my life, if I'm being totally honest, because counselors at that time definitely did not save my life. Fast forward to January of 2019. Something very traumatic happened in my life in January of 2019, where I knew that I couldn't handle it myself. I knew that I did not want to burden my friends and family about it, and I knew that books wouldn't give me the answers that I needed. So I had to seek counseling and I had to find a therapist that worked for me. And then became the mission of finding my therapist. Since I've already been to a bunch of different therapists and a bunch of different counseling sessions, I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to be receiving advice from a white man. I didn't want to be receiving advice from a white woman. So it was really important for me to find a woman of color therapist to seek counsel from. Just a side note, 
it's not like I have anything against white therapists. It's just that I personally don't feel like they have the understanding and they have the experience to be able to to really relate to who I am and how I feel. You could do this little experiment on your own and wherever you live. Search therapists in my area and see how many links and professionals come up. Recognize how high the number is and then search women of color therapists nearby and see how dramatic the number drops. I went from seeing results of like 80 to 90 to over 100 to going down to only having four results. I only had four people in my area that were women of color that would be able to fit my ideal description of who I want to be seeking counsel from. So out of the four, only two qualified. And what's great about looking for a counselor for you is that most of the time they do offer a free phone call to get to know each other to make sure that you vibe together. And I instantly clicked it off with this one. I, I emailed her, she emailed me back, and then we set up a phone interview that was roughly, I think it was 15, 20, 30 minutes max. I felt that relief that I found someone that could potentially help me. It just, it, it felt right to be talking to her, you know, and I, I've, I didn't feel that with any other therapist that I've been to in the past and it's an amazing feeling. I really hope that that's the feeling that you get when you find your perfect therapist as well. From that moment on, from January 2019, I started to see her monthly and then after a couple months I started to see her every six weeks and then every eight weeks and then the pandemic hit. I went from seeing her every eight weeks to not wanting to see her at all because I thought that I had my shit figured out and I just didn't want to bother her anymore and I guess that's just the feeling that I got because of my initial counselor where I felt like I was normal, air quotations, normal enough to not need her anymore. If you're able to do as well as you're doing right now with no help whatsoever, imagine actually having that professional insight into your mind and into your thinking and how much growth and how much progression you'll be able to accelerate with that help from a therapist. From this year, I saw her in February and then I saw her in September and I'm going to be seeing her in December. It's not something that you have to do weekly. It's just whenever you need it. The main point of me talking about all of that was to talk about the conversation that I had with her over the weekend. I told her about everything that I've already talked about on this episode about all the eco-anxiety that I'm feeling and all the world events that's going on that's making me feel guilty and horrible about myself. And the most revolutionary thing that I need to share. She was very happy that I started a podcast first and foremost because I've been talking about it since I've known her. And what I said to her during our session was that I feel paralyzed from everything that's going on in, with the world. I feel like there's not much I could do to help. And I feel like no one's going to want to hear me ranting about the world if I don't have anything positive to back it up with afterwards. She pauses, she looks at me and she's like, yeah, but you ignoring everything, you not using your voice, you not doing what you want to do 
is doing a disservice to the world. You being so upset with all the injustice globally that's happening, you don't recognize the injustice that you have within yourself for not voicing your opinions. That is the most powerful thing I've heard all year and I needed to share that with you. And she went on and continued and said, you think that what you're doing is small and you think what you're doing is tiny and not making a difference. But I can assure you that at least one person that is listening to you right now has internalized whatever you said and thinks about it, you've made a wave in that person's life. You've changed their way of thinking and in turn, they will then reach out to someone in their life and make a small, tiny wave in their life. You can't let those tiny actions not mean anything. You can't not give those tiny actions the credit that they deserve. And she is absolutely right. Absolutely right that every single person can make a little change and a little wave in their own environment and in their own life. And it's just a ripple effect from there. And that is why I love therapy. It's because the advice is so simple and so soothing. I personally can't find those words on my own and I can't find those advice pieces for myself when I'm in the middle of experiencing a very hard time. It's really difficult for me to see the other side of that. So I really view going to therapy and seeing a therapist as as an equivalent to going to the gym and seeing a personal trainer because it really is basically just making sure your mental health is in check and making sure that everything is working smoothly mentally. And I also want to note that therapy isn't a be-all end-all cure. It's not going to release you from any mental illnesses that you may be experiencing. It's not a band-aid healing process either. It's a lot of work. It's very, very exhausting after sessions. But it's honestly one of the best things and one of the biggest investments in myself that I've ever made in my life. And it's probably one of the things that I value most in my health, honestly, is going to therapy. And I think that's so important. It's improved so many relationships that I have with other people and especially with myself. I know around this time of year, it's very difficult for a lot of people to do regular things and winter blues is definitely a real legitimate thing. Seasonal affective disorder is not something to play with and if you are considering going to therapy or seeking professional help, I beg of you to please at least try it. Please try at least to speak with someone because it really, really has helped me out. I understand that therapy isn't affordable for everyone, so if you did want to look for affordable options. BetterHelp.com is a great resource as well as the mental health hotline and support in Canada. It's 1-800-668-6868, I believe. So definitely seek out some help if you really need it right now. Just remember that you are in full control of your life and you fucking got this. I want to change the topic because I feel like this is enough of the mental health talk. And so I wanted to end off this episode with some good news. We need to celebrate something. We need to feel better. And I want to share some with you guys. 
There are three things that I wanted to mention. So if you know me personally or if you follow me on my personal account, you know that I really enjoy painting and really enjoy watercolors specifically. And I have always been such a big fan of this watercolor brand called Beam Paints. And Beam Paints is owned by a indigenous woman from Canada. I believe she actually resides in Hamilton. And all of her paints are named with Ojibwa terms. And what's really great about this and what the good news is about this story is that they are selling in indigo. I am so, so, so proud of her. And I'm just so happy to be able to see this small brand grow into something that's now national and some people could have access to these plastic free natural watercolors that I love so much and I'm just so happy for these small businesses getting the exposure and the love that they rightfully deserve. Definitely go check them out if you haven't heard of Beam Paints. Again they're available in Indigo and Chapters online and some in stores as well. Oh my god that totally sounded like an ad and that that was a commercial. Hire me. I mean sponsor me. Second good news came out a few weeks ago about Canada finally banning single-use plastics by the end of 2021. I personally think this is great news for society and the public to just see the progression and the movement moving forward. And it is really important to take it on a personal level and you don't need to wait until 2021 to actually start banning single-use plastics in your own life. But as a whole, as a collective country, I'm very proud of the fact that we have announced that that is a goal of ours. Now, to hold us accountable and to actually make sure that this happens is a totally other story, but that is definitely something I will touch upon next year to make sure that it is fucking happening. I know that there's so many arguments against single-use plastics and banning it and how that's not nearly enough as what we should be doing and what we should be banning or restricting, but it is a good step and it is towards the right direction. So I can't complain. I do think it's good news, even if it's small. And last and final good news is probably my favorite good news for the entire month. I was so, so, so excited and my heart was so warm hearing this for the first time, but it is the announcement of Clearwater selling $1 billion of their company to the Mi'kmaq First Nations community. So now the Mi'kmaq First Nations control half of the company, half of the company that was bullying them, half of the company that destroyed their property, and half of the company that was tormenting and terrorizing the First Nations and having the RCMP not do anything about it. But now the First Nations have control over the licenses in Nova Scotia, as well as half of the company. So that's the best mic drop that I've heard all month and makes me really excited about the change that is coming in the future when we have more awareness going to really important subjects and topics such as this one. And I think this is the best note to leave off on. And thank you so much again for listening to this episode and sticking with with me. I will have another episode coming in the next few weeks and I'll get you guys to vote as to which episode you want me to post first, but stay tuned and stay excited for that. Thank you so much again for tuning in and hanging out. I wish you're having the best day of your entire week today. And if you want to show your support for me doing this passion project, 
then please go ahead and follow me on Instagram at naturaljoy.ca. You can also leave a five-star Apple podcast review. Peace.